Welcome to Quilla Pod, the new podcast for Quilla. I'm Cynthia Marras, Director of Digital Community for Quilla, and in my role, we are building a community of families, people with IDD, and professionals across the country. My co-host is John Dickerson, CEO and founder of Quilla. In this week's episode, we are reflecting on Quilla's journey for the past five years. You'll get to hear from our team and our wonderful founder, John. Hi, John. Hey, Cynthia. Thanks so much for getting us started today. And this is a unique podcast for us, not only celebrating five years, but having our entire team together here, including uh, Sue Gordon, who was our first person joining the team, and also as a mom. Her daughter, Emily, has been a regular part of the a Quillo experience since Sue and I met at our kitchen table way back when and beginning dreaming together. Sue, we're going to let you start off here and wanted to ask you a little bit as a mom and as somebody that has worked in this and lived this life for 24 years now, what is the big, the biggest aha moment for you as you've looked back over Quillo's first five years? Yeah, uh, John, I, I'll tell you what, um, you know, when I reflect back on five years and Quillo and how the how this has all evolved, you know, we started out with your vision, your, your vision of how you wanted to allow leaders and organizations continue to communicate better. Um, and so we introduced uh, Quillo to them and allowed them to create their own short videos so that they could send out those messages to people. And then we evolved and we started looking at, wow, how can we use this technology and allow parents to continue to um, leverage it to help their um, loved ones continue to grow and develop? And I just have to say, my biggest aha has been um, the power of, using video. And that's really kind of the basis of what Quillo is about. And um, for me personally, um, and my daughter, Emily, you know, she has continued to grow and develop. She's now 24. So five years ago, she was a teenager. And, um, you know, we transitioned. So we have used Quillo in a way to really help her transition and continue to grow and develop. Um, the biggest part of that has been creating her videos because on Quillow Connect, you can create a circle and I have her case manager on as part of her circle. And so it really helps the case manager know what's happening. I'm going to give you an example. Um, we are remodeling and redecorating Emily's bedroom right now. And so we've created some videos and have, you know, put them up on her circle um, and the case manager has been very good about going out and kind of watching the videos that we put up. So she really starts to learn uh, kind of what Emily is doing. So to me, the biggest aha has been um, finding a new way to allow, whether it's a leader in an organization or you as a parent to continue to communicate because it's that communication that helps people grow and develop. Um, and it's been just so fun being a part of a team to make something like this um, happen. And um, again, being a leader 
uh, in trying innovative ways and approaches. So um, I know early on it was a little scary trying this, but um, it's it's been again a very fun, easy, simple way using the Quillo uh, platform and uh, being able to do this with my daughter Emily. What a great overview, and you know it's. It's fun when you talked earlier a little bit about Emily was in a room laughing at watching some of her videos and watching herself and sharing some of those things that we've learned so much along this way about the power of video and how it can be so positive of what we're doing along the way. So, Rebecca, you know, you were second to join us and, you know, you've been involved now in recording over 2,000 videos, and both from us and from our customers and from families. What have you taken away as your moment or aha or learned from being part of those over 2,000 videos? When it comes to all these 2,000 videos, um, it has happened with um, teamwork in mind and with so many ideas and listening to folks. Um, and I definitely have to give a shout out to um, Kisa, our video producer for um, actually creating and exporting all of these, but um, focusing on sort of the storytelling and what happens with, um, with a minute. I have loved hearing so many stories over the years, soaking up information just from watching and then uploading all of these videos. Um, but if I zoom out a bit, I think what I've learned um, from these videos and from five years with Quillo is really reinforcing what a minute can do, just 60 seconds. Right? One of our video authors, Leanne Mall, shares a great message about the power of a minute and what it can mean to give someone your full attention for 60 seconds. And I really agree with that, this concept of a power, power of a minute. Um, it sounds like such a small amount of time, right? But if you're watching something meaningful on Quillow, um, I think you can get a lot of information across in 60 seconds, right? You can learn a lot. Um, you can really shift your mood in 60 seconds in a, a lot of ways. Um, so I'm hopeful that when people engage with Quillow videos, they not only get something from the minute messages, but they also learn how meaningful 60 seconds can be. So. What if you step away from a difficult situation for 60 seconds to take some deep breaths and catch your breath and kind of come back to it maybe with a new perspective? Um, what if you just are outside for a walk and you pause for 60 seconds to take in what's around you? Um, if you take 60 seconds to really listen to somebody um, or if you just watch a video for a minute and maybe get a whole new perspective on things. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, 60 seconds is not a long time, um, but it can still really powerful. I think that's what I've really soaked up is just what you can do with something so small um, to share stories and moments and ideas and um, hopefully shift perspectives too. Well, thanks, Rebecca. That's really powerful. And, you know, you can do a lot in 60 seconds when you start thinking about it. Lisa, as our expert, for video producer, you've been doing videos, both recording, animated, and paintings, done animations, kind of like the claymation things that you've done. What is your most fun or favorite type of video to make? I think in a way, every video is my favorite when I get to create each one of them. Uh, they bring me so much joy and I'm always so grateful to be able to share other stories 
and get to hear from people in our community. But being a person with a creative background, I would say that the craft videos are by far my favorite. Um, getting to create something with my own hands for the videos and then sharing them with the, the Quilla world and hearing from DSPs and families that have found them and use them to um, have fun with the people in their lives just brings me so much joy and that to me is just so heartwarming and makes me love my job every single day. Very cool. And you know, it's always nice when we hear back from things and I know it, I don't wanna make you uh, a little embarrassed here, but when we did a survey of one of our top users and they do over 150 videos on Quillow Pro a month. And we asked them, what are the ones that stuck out in their memory that they came to the color videos? And these are so simple on the surface but talk so much about feelings and congratulations. You've, you've touched people in some ways that um, it's really, it's really exciting to see. Mark, you know, what has been the moment that you have seen? You're an outward facing person for the organization, talking to people, sharing what the possibilities are for, for all of the products from Quillo. What has been the moment that you see when the light goes on and people see the possibilities and understand the why of this? Yeah, John, that is a awesome question because, you know, I feel very privileged to be the one who gets to introduce this. You know, everybody on this team puts so much time, energy, uh, and passion into this, and, and I get to, to be the first one to show it to people. So when you're talking about, you know, the moment people see the possibilities and why, there's actually two different moments uh, in, in Quillo users' worlds where they see the possibilities. And first is the possibility of, of what they can do because they're learning from others, their peers, um, their community, their circles of support. So they're seeing what others are doing as a possibility and letting that uh, in, infer into their own life and their own plans. Uh, but then also just the moment where I see the possibilities the most is when I'm demonstrating to state uh, any leadership, but we're able to bring in self-advocates. We're able to bring in individuals within the IDD community or even their family uh, and just letting them sit there and have five to 10 minutes to go through the content uh, without fail. Every single one of these interactions ends with, this is exactly what we've been looking for. And this comes out of the mouth of every advocate, every self, uh, uh, excuse me, every self-advocate, every individual and even family members. So they will just say, this is what, you know, I didn't even know I needed, but we need this. This is how we can learn and share and communicate and, and build our community. So those are the two biggest, you know, moments uh, I see when, when people see what is possible. How great is that? You know, because you see that light go on. It's just, it's nice when people see it. And the, the message from a self-advocate or a message from a mom like Sue is what resonates with people. And they begin feeling that. Bryce, what are you most excited about Quillo's future? I'm really excited about some of the new features that we're uh, looking at in the next year or so. And we've talked about maybe doing some sort of roadmap um, for our customers so they can see what we have in store and what they can, you know, look forward to. And, um, you know, on top of that, um, I'd say, you know, just improving the user experience for, you know, in our app, um, you know, things like our onboarding, 
and in the login process, as well as seeing what we can do to improve the accessibility and improve the user experience for everyone. And also, um, we're getting ready to ramp up on our Life Course Connect Indiana program. And I think it'll be, you know, just, you know, great to get the word about our app um, in local communities, as well as potentially look at having some of uh, what we're uh, calling connectors, attending events, um, such as uh, Special Olympics uh, events and things like that. So um, those are really some of the things that I'm excited for in the next year and, and forward. It's great, Bryce. You know, there is so much on the horizon as we look to our uh, development of Life Course Connect and our working with Life Course Online and the, what that brings into people's lives. Um, one of the things we often share with folks is a direct part of somebody being part of our outreach efforts is the mom said to me, this is the first time that everybody, anybody has ever suggested my 14-year-old daughter has a gift. And that was life-changing for her. So very much a big part of our future. Cynthia, you know, you joined us most recently here, and you've got this wonderful attention to the area of reaching the entire community, including people where English is not their first language, and to reach all parts of our community, including folks who are recent arrivals into this country who have a son or daughter with a disability. What are you excited about with the future as we look to engaging the entire community and building a good life through Kulo? Thank you for mentioning that, John. I see a bright future and just possibility everywhere because there is a great need. There's also a great need in families who are not, you know, the normal families you can see in rooms where IDD resources or support groups are, um, and they want to see themselves represented, whether that is in video or someone sharing a story or a video in Spanish. And I see that's where we come in, right? We have the tools, we have the talent, and we are now building a toolkit of connections with folks around the nation. And I see us playing a big role in being a bridge to immigrants, um, families in the IDD world who are looking for representation and shared lived experiences of people who look like them. And I think that's where we fit in. So in the future for Quillo, I see our app being in Spanish and I see our app being in places like Puerto Rico, um, you know, in Blooming where there is a super great need for families who have young children in elementary schools to older adults, right, whose caregivers are no longer there and the state is struggling to figure out what to do. That's such a, a powerful uh, goal for us as we move forward. And I'm thinking back to us recently in a, a conference in Ohio, talking to a father who is from India and his son has an intellectual disability and how within their culture, they had to talk about that with all of their extended family because this was all new to them and it was new to everybody. And he shared with me a story about a friend of his who is Asian and has a son with Down syndrome. And somebody came up to him and said, I never thought Asians had children with Down syndrome. 
and they didn't realize how that sounded to the person on the other end receiving that. Yeah. And and the guy said, "Well, we have just as many as everybody else, but sometimes you don't see us." And that was his response back to him. And it was just interesting. And so that's that's something that we're excited about in the future. Of course. And, you know, John, when I say great need, I think um, there's so many barriers for families, right, especially immigrant families. Um, but there's also a lot to share. And there is joy in that, right? Joy is something we constantly talk about. And you sharing that story reminds me that when something is happening in a lot of our families, and we come from immigrant backgrounds, like my family is Latina, my my soon-to-be husband's family is Nigerian. Everyone comes together. Like there's family meetings on Zoom in the you know in our houses all the time, and it'll be over the smallest things. So when it is something that is life-changing or impacting us um, as a whole, that's when the village comes, right? All of those who, even those who are not blood family, but you know, we surround ourselves with support, come and lend a hand, right? So sharing those stories can also help folks who feel like they are in a silo or that they don't have immediate family around them. How do you continue to build and grow your support? That, that's so true. You know, as I listen back, I'm just so impressed. Of, you know, the question you gave me, Cynthia, for me to answer was, what has brought you the most joy in the last five years? Uh, the first thing I got to say is our team. You know, what a what an amazing group of people we've been able to find. And I met Sue through her husband that I knew in my work with the Ark. And we were walking through the State House parking lot when I bumped into him. And each of you, you know, has joined us. And I'm just so thrilled about that. That's the greatest joy. The other joy I see is when people see things we haven't thought of yet. You know, when you talked about Emily enjoying watching her videos, I immediately wanted to share this mom in Kansas City that's looking at her six-year-old son with autism and trying to figure out how to keep from having him having so many meltdowns. And I shared with her what another mom in Indiana did with her son, who's much older with autism, and how he used his favorite playlist to calm down when he started feeling agitated. So I was able to share that with another mom. When I talked with the folks from Disability Rights and shared with them some of our videos on supported decision making, and they said, this would be a wonderful way to create a circle around your supported decision making team where you could ask these questions. You don't have to wait for a meeting and people could contribute in their circle and really help them make those important decisions along the way. So what brings me joy is seeing what we thought was a, an interesting idea grow and now be in 15 states. And it's introducing us to a lot of new folks. And they're helping us break down some of those barriers and reach people in ways that have, we've never done before. And we couldn't have done it without this team. We couldn't have done it with the families, the individuals with disabilities, and the staff around the country that have shared with us their ideas and what they want to do to make this, this better relationships, better lives, not just a tagline, but with a, a real reality for folks. So thank you all. And with that, we're going to wrap up this our five-year anniversary 
Cool Pod. We can thank everybody for listening. We've developed a loyal following throughout the nation with Cool Pod. We thank you. Share it with others. And if you have a question for us or an idea, send it to us at coolopod at mycoolo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs>